guys, welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm Caitlin Adams, and this is where you'll hear sermons from me, Madison Lackey, Grant Giddens, and other guest speakers. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Let's go. Really good to be together. Guys, I am really, really happy to be at church. Did you say why? Did somebody say why? Um, I mean, it's fine to ask why, I guess. But because I Easter is my favorite. Easter is my absolute favorite. My favorite holiday. It's the best one. Does anybody else think Easter is the best one, or is it just me? I don't even actually care. That's fine. Y'all like the ones where you get presents and whatever. It's fine. Thank you, Kate. I agree. Girl, preach this sermon right now. That's, bye, that's it. Let's go. It's the reason we're, oh, no, sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kate's going to preach tonight. Um, no, for real, Easter's my favorite. Let me tell you why, though. Because there's not as much pressure as the other holidays. You don't have to deal with gifts and wrapping and all that stuff. Although I do have to think about safe things to put in eggs this year, which is a new thing for me. Yes, and you get a little Easter basket, it's a great time, but it's like low pressure. Also, when I, like as I have been growing up, have been, when I grew up, let's try again, um, my parents, like Easter was always really fun because it was whoever was at our house that like needed a place to be. Like we have always had just like random friends come for Easter um, who like their family was out of town or whatever. And so it's just always been the biggest like celebration too, because all my family comes and my parents always host it. It's all my family and like a bunch of friends. And when I was growing up, me and my friends, uh, like our longtime family friends, their family. So there was like a bunch of us kids and they would put one year they switched and they put like change in the eggs and so we're like hunting easter eggs like the biggest deal ever and we like dumped them all out and we like counted up our our coins and we had like four dollars and 30 cents and it was amazing and so anyway i like think about easter eggs like oh so precious also this is my current background uh, on my phone so this is also why i love easter not this not this one the next slide will you go then the back the phone background that's on there yeah so if y'all want that i'll send that to you after this so that's a good time. Right, right. It was from last year. That's, but I, it's my current background as well. That's true. Yeah, so you can reset it. It's time. It's east. Tis the season. So the girl in the blue shirt. Just the one. Um, okay, but as Kate alluded to already, spoiler alert, my other favorite thing, my other reason why Easter is my favorite is that it is, like, the crux of our faith. Like, Easter is, like, the, the like, epitome of the root of our faith. And so, like, as we come up to Easter and we're talking about, like, the Passion Week and the things that Jesus experienced, the things that he said and did this week leading up to Easter, like, these things represent, like, the core of our relationship as we follow Jesus. Um, like, our, my relationship with Jesus hangs on the idea of this season that we're celebrating like this the idea behind like this holiday and so I know it's kind of hard and weird because 
we have this like really light and fluffy holiday where we talk about like we've got bunnies and Easter eggs and it's, you know, it just feels, it's springtime and it just feels really light and fluffy. But like the passion and like what we're walking through together in the next few days, especially if you come to our, um, our church services the next two nights, or if you're reading through the story as we, as we come up to Easter, like the things that, that we're remembering that have happened to our savior are not anywhere near light and fluffy. Right. And so it's this kind of weird, um, juxtaposition. It's this weird like idea of, of, um, of opposites of what we are celebrating and remembering. And so that's where we're going to start tonight with heavy stuff. Um, we're starting tonight with the idea that sin is real. Um, sin is darkness. Sin is, um, sin is, is very present. So we're going to kill the lights. Um, sin. Oh, that was good. This is good. This is where we're going to be. Yeah. Settle in. Honestly, you guys, listen, I know it's crazy. I know it's weird. Listen, the fact, the, the fact that sin is real is a very unpopular opinion right now. The idea that, that there's something that, quote unquote, someone would tell you not to do is not a great, uh, is not, is not very popular right now. Um, sin is something we don't want to talk about because we don't want to understand the idea. We don't want to sign on for the idea that we would willingly not, that, that we would willingly choose to walk away from God, that we would willingly, knowingly choose to rebel against God. Sin causes separation from God. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We just talked about this a couple weeks ago upstairs. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. James 4.17, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it's sin. And so if you've been around the church for very long or if you've been here for very long, you've heard, you already know Jesus died because of our sin. But like, do we really know why he had to? You know, like, because, like, what really is sin? Like, are we, like, we know the big ones, right? We know, we know um, not to murder, not to cheat, not to steal. Like, we know the big ones, sure. But, like, is, um, like, cheating at school still cheating? And, like, what even is cheating at school anymore? Like, is that even, a, like, what are the rules anymore? I feel like everything is cheating at school these days. I mean, you know, like, what is stealing? Like, is sharing a Netflix password stealing? <laughs> right? Like, what is, where are the lines? Okay, so, like, what is sin, honestly? And there's, there's all this, this stuff in this world, all of these things that are, that are gray areas or, like, we get the big ones for sure. But, like, does, do those things, like, does me not obeying my parents, not doing exactly what they told me to do, me, like, maybe just, like, 
being a little bit late for curfew or just maybe not being like quite exactly where I told them I was going to be or who I was going to be with or like me talking about somebody else behind their back or like calling my brother an idiot or whatever. Like, are these things the things that sent Jesus to the cross? Right? Like, like really? Because do we believe like what this book says? Like, do we believe what sin is and what in this world is really telling us what sin is and isn't anymore? Um, sin is a big deal because it destroys things. That's fine. You can just leave them. Sin is a big deal because it destroys something. Sin, yeah, may not all have the same consequences, right? Like the destruction may not look the same. The things may not look exactly the same. Um, But sin always destroys something. And that's really intense too. But if you think about like the last time you were hurt um, by somebody or lied to or left out or whatever, like why did those, why did you have those feelings? Because someone was hurtful to you. Someone was destroying something, Um, Or maybe you've been that person in a relationship. Sin destroys relationships. Sin destroys trust. Sin destroys our self-confidence. Sin destroys our identity, who we know to be, who we know, like, how we know who we are. Um, Sin destroys. Sin is separation from God. And I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I know you've seen the effects of sin in your own life. Um, I know you've seen it. Uh, disrupt or destroy your relationship with your parents in different ways, maybe your relationship with a friend. Um, You have seen the effects of sin in your life. I know you know what I'm talking about. It hurts us, hurts you, it hurts others. Sin costs everybody something. God doesn't tell us to stay away from sin because he's mean. God tells us to stay away from sin because he has a much better purpose and plan in place for us. He's got much better things in store for us. Um, And sin makes us feel like there's a gap, right? It creates this space, this darkness between us and God. Um, And I think there are times where when we've like messed up too much or we have too much of something going on in our lives that we don't feel like we want to come to church. We don't feel like we want to come to a place where we would be near people who are near to God because that could be uncomfortable. Or, or we feel like maybe that's not it for you. You're like, I can be here whenever. But like maybe, maybe in worship, like you can't fully engage. Or, or in small group, like you're going to be quiet because you just can't quite bring yourself to like contribute to tonight because it's just, you just have stuff going on. Sin comes between us and healthy relationships. It comes between us and a healthy relationship with the Lord or with our our faith community, it tells us that we are not good enough to participate. It tells us, it gives us, um, it's, it's darkness. It makes us believe things that we would never believe about ourselves in the light of day. Um, and so I think for me, sometimes like I am feeling like this is a little bit different with these ones. Sometimes I feel like this is me trying to like um, fix it myself. And so sin uh, causes all of this darkness 
in the world, and I try to fix it, and I try to be my own savior, and I have this much of uh, light in my life that I'm, I'm giving off and I'm trying to, to do, and I um, work at a church, um, and uh, I, you know, like, sometimes preach and, like, speak to y'all and um, lead some small groups and, like, do uh, a lot of Jesus-y things, if you will, um, and those things can be um, sorry if I'm blinding y'all, um, like a lot of it is me trying to, trying to, trying to save myself, uh, sometimes, and, and I'm working really hard, and I don't know if any of you can relate to that, um, where you feel like if you could just work a little bit harder, you can be your own light, um, or if you can just do things a little bit more right, you can be your own light. If you could read your Bible a little bit more, if you could um, come to church a little bit more, if and maybe you feel like that's the message that we're giving you is like, if you could just do more things for God, then then you would be saved. And maybe that's not your thing. Maybe for you, um, you are more like you have stuff in your life that you have lived through or been through or that you've chosen in the past that you feel like you can't let go, um, that you are letting stand in between you and God. You're letting something hold you back from a relationship with God because you can't seem to put this past sin down and let it go. Um, I want to read Isaiah. We read it a couple weeks ago. Um, And it's Isaiah 53. And I want you to remember it's written by um, a prophet. um, And and it's hundreds of years before Jesus um, comes. And Isaiah is envisioning what's going to happen when the Savior comes. And he says he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sin. The punishment that brings us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we're healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned in our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the sin of all of us. And I know this is heavy. Like I said, sin sucks. And it sucks to talk about, and it sucks to deal with, and it sucks to have to work through. It is not fun. And it's really hard to talk about. But in order for us to understand Jesus' sacrifice, we have to start here. God put all the weight of all of that sin, all the weight of all of the ways that we've ever rebelled against him, he put on Jesus, and he put Jesus on a cross. And it would be really bad news if that was the end of the story. It would be really bad news if that was where it ended. And this was all we had to go on from here on out is just to figure it out ourselves and to work for it ourselves. But Easter Friends, without Easter, you can turn the stage lights back on. Without Easter, none of this matters. Are you guys okay? Sorry. (laughs) Wake up. Without Easter, none of this matters. 
Okay? Listen. Without the resurrection, if Jesus didn't defeat death, we are fools to follow him. Without the resurrection, none of this matters. C.S. Lewis said it. Jesus was either a liar or a lunatic or he was the Lord. Because he wasn't just a good guy who was saying good things because that can't be true. Because if he was that, but he wasn't also God, then he was not saying good things. He was lying. Like, if he, if he, if he wasn't also Lord, if he didn't defeat death, then he was crazy. The things that he was saying were crazy. He was either a liar and knew that he was wrong and said it all anyway, or he was crazy and believed that he was God, but he wasn't, or he was the Savior and the Lord of all, and then he defeated death. Matthew 28. The sun rose on Sunday. Two women went to the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea where the body of Jesus had been sealed in and guarded. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and fainted. They became like dead men. The angel said to the women, don't be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He's risen, just like you said he would. Come and see where he was. Come and see where they laid him. And then go and tell his disciples that he did it, just like he said he would. That he's risen from the dead. And he's going before you into Galilee, and so you'll see him there. And so they go, the women departed quickly, they ran from the tomb with fear and great joy, and they ran to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them on the way, and he said, good morning. And they came up and they took hold of his feet and they worshiped him, and Jesus said to them, don't be afraid, go tell my brothers, go to Galilee Tell them that I'll see them there. I'll meet them there. I believe that this is all true. Um, and your leaders in this room believe it, and I know a lot of you believe it. Um, and if you don't, I'd love to talk to you more about it. Um, sin should separate us from God. It should be darkness. It should disqualify us completely because that's what sin does. It destroys, it breaks, it condemns, it separates. But Easter, but he rose, he lived. He is the light 
of the whole world. We don't have to work for it. Romans 3.23, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Light and darkness can't coexist, and so um, whether you're struggling with sin right now, whether you're, we're all struggling with sin right now, who am I kidding? Um, or if you're carrying something from your past that you can't let go, Jesus is offering you the free gift of salvation and eternity with God. Um, even on your worst day, even in your worst mistake, your worst thought or regret or whatever, you are not condemned. We are forgiven. Your past is not a problem for Jesus. Um, so I hope that uh, that would be true for you as we celebrate Easter together. I hope that you'll consider coming to the services um, tomorrow night and, thir- and Friday night um, or come on Sunday morning um, at 8, 9.30 or 11 um, and celebrate the risen Lord with us as a body of believers, as a family together. Um, I'd love for you to sit with me if you don't have somebody to sit with. Um, and I love you guys. Let me pray for you. God, uh, God, we are overwhelmed with your grace that you would give us your son, that you would sacrifice him in the way that you did for us, that you would love us so much no matter what we have done, no matter what we have going on, that you would love us so much. May it be true for every person in here tonight. May it be personally true. God, we love you and we claim that over tonight and over this weekend. May the world feel different about Jesus um, as we celebrate Easter together. We love you. Amen. All right, guys, go to small groups.